Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, This week's guest, her name is Nakia Lobsher. Uh, She has been connecting busy people with joyful food through chef-guided grocery delivery in the Denver area for the past three years. And she's passionate about helping her clients find more convenience and confidence in their kitchens. So thanks so much for joining me this week. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. And can you pronounce your business name? Because I was just concentrating on your your name. (laughs) Yeah, it is Chef It. Chef It. Okay, awesome. And I'm curious with three years, if this is, well, we'll get into this in a minute, um, if this was spurred through COVID. But so before we get into all of that, um, you got your champagne, you're sipping on your champagne, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Me too. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, today's Thursday, but it feels like a Monday. So this is fantastic. Um, and yeah, how did you, you know, what's, I'd love to hear about your background. What got you into this? Did you always see yourself having a business like this? Um, so yeah, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. So I definitely did not see myself having a business like this. And it took several, several months for the idea to kind of sit in my brain and simmer before I actually took action on it. So when I was like a kid, I feel like I always had an entrepreneurial sort of spirit. Um, but in being interested in food, it you know led to thinking about having a brick and mortar restaurant or bakery or something like that. Um, and I... I realized in college, like, yeah, that, that aspect of it is not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really fell in love with the food science part. And so in my like post-collegiate career, I went into research and development. And so at the time of, well, spring 2020, I was the chef on the retail team at a dessert manufacturer where I was technically the department was innovation and development, but basically we created the new desserts that our sales team sold to these bigger companies. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, it was, it was a very interesting. You don't hear that very often, you know? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was a great blend of like the art of food and the science of food, which is one of the things I love about food so much is like, it's so many things. It's art and it's, it's a show of love Mm -hmm. and you know, it's a connection to pe- the people around you and connection to nature and all of, uh, just it's, you know, so food is more than just food. Um, yeah. And I wonder, like, now that you're saying that, it's so true because I mean, you think you think of like big family meals or a memorable, you know, dinner you had, like, what is it? I wonder about food that makes us remember. Is it the sensory aspect? Um, I think definitely there's, you know, our um, aroma is tied very closely to memory. So, you know, the smells of food do bring back such great memories. Um, And then I think some of it comes down to like the very primal kind of safety aspect of when you're eating, you're in a safe space. And so it makes you feel more 
like ready to open up and be vulnerable. And then, you know, you connect deeper with people when you're vulnerable. I think there might also be some really uh, interesting articles out there about it. I just, I don't know. (laughs) No, I love that. I I totally agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. So whenever the, you know, pandemic started, I um, was hearing a lot about people trying grocery delivery for the first time and not having a good experience. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking like, okay, well, if, if grocery delivery services treated people like people and not just numbers, then, you know, maybe people would have better experiences. Like, and if, if people are getting substitutions that don't make sense, you know, like I asked for lemon juice and they gave me like Sunny D because they couldn't find any <laughs> instead of just giving me fresh lemons, you know, something like that. It's like, um, and so I was like, what if there was a grocery delivery service where people chose instead of ingredients, they chose meals. And then the chef knew, okay, if, if this thing, the store doesn't have it, this is a substitute that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get to know people and what they like, what their families enjoy. And then you can recommend things, meals for them, add some extra convenience that way. Don't, they don't have to think about the whole meal plan and everything. And then, you know, actually just have this like ongoing relationship Mm -hmm. um, with the families. And so that was the idea that I just kind of let simmer for months and months. And then finally I was like, okay, I can't stop thinking about it. So I guess I'm being called to actually try it and see how it goes. Um, and so I did a few shops for a few people and I I had so much fun. I really enjoyed it. So I said, all right, I guess, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. And that was three years ago, right? I've been going strong since then. Yeah. So I've worked full-time most of that time um, and then also done my business. So I hesitate to say like my business part-time because a lot of times I was still putting full-time hours into yeah. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it, there were times whenever, um, yeah, I would, I would not be spending as much focus time on my business um, and stuff. But the last few months, um, I have been able to focus a lot more time on my business. So that's been really, really nice. Awesome. And so do, is it still the same model? Like it's delivering meals or do you help people learn how to meal prep or do you do like I don't personal coaching or how does it work? So in the Denver area, I still do the grocery delivery. Um, and then I've written over 220 recipes oh, wow. for my clients. And so I had people who don't live in Denver who were like, well, we would love your recipes how do we, you know, how do we access that? So I created an online subscription so that my member, I call it chef at's table. So my, my chef at's table members sit down and get this unique experience. Um, so they can, you know, access any of my recipes and then I will also help them meal plan and then send them shopping lists for the, whichever meals, um, they want to do for the week so that you know that that helps bring them that convenience even though i can't be you know in california grocery shopping right. for everybody <laughs> i can at least help help uh with the information part of it i love that um and yeah and so do you see in your clients like does stress you know or planning you know like we're always like what are we going to eat today like does that 
becomes stressful. And so they're able to just kind of get, you know, your subscription or your service and they're able to like have it taken care of. And they don't have to worry about that. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's takes time and energy. And so a lot of my clients don't really have either. They might have the desire to want to cook and maybe even the desire to menu plan some, but they definitely don't have the time to do it. And Mm -hmm. so whether, you know, they're entrepreneurs or busy moms who are balancing a career and kids, it's nice that it's not taking up any of that mental capacity anymore Mm -hmm. because they know, all right, Nakia will drop off the ingredients, all the ingredients we need, and the recipe will be right there in the bag and we're good to go. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of like, I mean, what what are those ones like HelloFresh and stuff like that, but on like such a more intimate level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And then since I'm going to the grocery store, you know, I can pick up their kids Cheerios and the cookie dough ice cream and all all the extra stuff too. (laughs) Even more convenient. That's amazing. (laughs) I love that. So um, how do you, you know, help your clients, busy entrepreneurs, busy moms, like, you know, we all hear about meal planning, but, and to me, I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. I should do that. And then I think I get like overwhelmed just even thinking about that. <laughs> like, so what kind of like strategies do you use to help people like meal plan their, all their food? Yeah. Yeah. So I do host a meal planning club on Sundays and Thursdays for people who want, you know, accountability to show up for 30 minutes, no longer than 30 minutes um, and get it done. But mm-hmm. also, um, for my subscribers, I send them meal ideas for the number of people that they've asked for, for the number of nights a week that they've asked for. So like right in their inbox, they just have those ideas, you know, right there for them. So that, um, you know, kind of helps, helps in that aspect. But for someone who's, you know, just doing it all on their own, my number one or how I like to start is, you know, look in the fridge look in the pantry, look in the freezer. What do you really want to get rid of soon so that it doesn't go to waste? (laughs) How can we use what we already have and cut down on waste and make a list of those ingredients? And then think about, you know, what are some of my favorite meals I've ever eaten or my favorite flavors? Um, And this is what I call like a favorite foods inventory. And the nice thing about this is you can sit down and do it one time and then have that list and you can, you know, add on to it from time to time when you think of something new. Um, but then utilize this list time and time again. Mm-hmm. So that if you are going to then go to Pinterest, let's say, to look up recipes, you have your keywords there in your favorite foods inventory that you can use to look up recipes on Pinterest. That's not just quick dinner, but it could be right. quick dinner that's Mine are quick you know, and easy. Like those are the two keywords yeah. I put in. <laughs> quick dinner with basil and chicken. Maybe like, you know, your your basil plant is looking amazing right now or something. <laughs> you know, and then um, and so that'll surface stuff that instead of like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and getting lost for about 20 minutes, right. <laughs> uh, hopefully one of the first things that pop up is something that you really, you know, get excited to cook. Um, and then the other part of it is like being super realistic with ourselves up about where do we have time to cook a meal and where do we need to utilize convenience foods and like not think of convenience foods as the enemy, but as a really helpful friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And convenience foods can be a lot of things. So 
Like it could be picking up a meal kit from the grocery store when you're there. So um, kind of like a HelloFresh type thing, but Mm -hmm. the ones that are, you know, right there in the grocery store. Um, Other ones that I really enjoy doing uh, is I might cook a casserole one time and then portion it out and put it in the freezer. And then during the week when I need a convenience food, I have that thawing ready to go. Um, So it's something that I have cooked in the past, but I'm... um, you know, I didn't have to put any effort in that day whenever I'm reheating it. So um, I think it, it can be difficult whenever we try to pack too much cooking into our week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can kind of feel guilty at the end of the week. It's like, oh man, I didn't make these four things or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so I think, yeah, being honest with ourselves on the front end and preparing ourselves for those days that are maybe busier, like how can we take all of the stress out of dinner time? Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a question. So it makes me think because, you know, even with my my husband does 90%, 95% of the cooking. um, And even he gets like burnt out on like, what do we cook? Like, and we always just do the same stuff, like kind of what we know, you know, or we'll even look for stuff. It's like, how do you come up with these recipes that are like, so creative. Like, how do you do this often? Like, do you just love doing that? I do. (laughs) Yeah, I love it so much. I do. I do. I also um, take a lot from the like weather, like the seasonality. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So I love gardening. So, you know, if I that a lot of times it's like forcing me to, okay, how am I going to cook zucchini in a different way? Right. (laughs) Um, And then yeah. So yeah, definitely from seasonality. And then there are times too, where I will just look through the pantry and I will specifically go to like the very back of the shelf. And I'm like, what got pushed back there? How can I use it? <laughs> so I it's almost that. like creating a, um, what's the, it's there's a, a cooking show. Yes. yes. <laughs> creating a chopped basket for myself. And then sometimes I regret it a little bit, but I, I have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I probably just wouldn't eat dinner. That was like, I'd be like okay. <laughs> I'll just have some champagne for dinner. That's amazing. Like, I, I love that. That's so cool. Cause my, yeah, my brain just does not work like that. Um, and while we're on that, I had just a question popped up. What is your favorite meal? Like if you could have, you know, one thing, whenever, like your favorite meal ever, what is it? Um, gosh, that's difficult. Okay. So one thing that I could probably eat most days and still not get tired of. So baked salmon, maybe with some like zatar seasoning on it. And then a cucumber, tomato, orzo, kalamata, olive, kind of like Greek salad sort of thing to go yeah. with that. So you get a little pasta, some fresh veggies. Uh, and yeah, I, I love fish. Yeah. I would, salmon's prolific up here, obviously, um, in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I love salmon too. It's just amazing. Awesome. Okay. Well, now I'm like, I'm inspired to actually try cooking more. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Like, um, so switching gears a little bit, you mentioned that you do work as well and you also run this amazing business. So how do you kind of balance both or like, and are there any tools or apps or things that you use in your business? So you're able to, you know, do the, everything that you need to do. Yeah. I, I think in the past a lot, um, I was balancing work and other work and my personal life did kind of just get the measly 
crumbs, <laughs> which is not sustainable and it was never the goal. Um, so I have been really trying to uh, get better at giving life its like fair share. Um, so one thing that has helped is that I don't let my laptop leave my office unless I'm like taking it out of the house, like have to go somewhere. But what I realized is if I was like working at the kitchen island, then later on, you know, like a Sunday at 10 a.m., I'm sitting there not working, but I'm thinking about work because I was like used to working there. So it's it's a pretty like simple little thing, but it's really helped me be able to say like, all right, I enter my office and I start working, but then I do like in my home, but I then leave my office and I'm in other places in my home actually experiencing life and not, of course, you know, some business thoughts are always going to pop up, but trying to create some kind of boundary for myself. I love that. I mean, yeah, uh, boundaries are, you know, they they are so simple, but they're not always easy, you know? Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And even something like that, they're like just putting that in place. Like that's huge. I love that. And then as far as like apps and things like that, I really don't use too many. So um, where I host my website, that's how clients like order from me and um, access recipes and all of that stuff. Um, And outside, I'm not very tech savvy. So I try not to do much too much stuff outside of that because that means I have a big learning curve ahead of me. (laughs) (laughs) But my brother-in-law did write some code for me. So whenever I create new recipes, I can then export shopping lists for my clients from those with like a click of a button. So that saves me a ton of time and it's awesome. it's been super duper helpful. And if it ever breaks, he has to fix it because I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and it's all those little things that save us time and they're all mm-hmm. talking to each other. Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to someone earlier today and they were talking about, you know, AI and all the amazing capabilities that that has. And same thing. And like that, I haven't even really approached it. I mean, I know we're supposed to and it's here, but I don't even really know what you're saying right now. You know, <laughs> I know I I still use it more like Google, like just like a normal search engine. And I yeah. know like I'm not really tapping its full potential. And yeah. I just, yeah, I, I'm I'm completely on your side. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so one of my favorite questions to ask, um, so what is your favorite way or the way that you see like the most results like in marketing your business? So over time, it has definitely been networking and then like referrals from either like personal connections or like past clients. Yeah. Um, just keeping those like personal relationships nurture, I guess, nurturing those personal relationships has really been the thing that has been the most consistent um, in, in just like, I feel like most people, they just don't know that I exist. And so my goal, I feel like it's like just letting know, letting people know that like, there's an option out there that, that is this, Um, nobody like Googles this specifically. Um, so just, you know, having people help me by telling their, the people in their lives, like, Oh, Hey, this is an option. Um, that's that to me, that's been my favorite way and most consistent way. I love that. Well, and yeah, I mean, you know, when you get a referral, you get, you know, social credit from people like they're, 
likelihood of converting is so much higher, you know, and you already kind of have a little relationship slightly. And then I'm, yeah, then you're able to nurture it more and provide your amazing services. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So three years in, what do you wish you would have known or like, what would you tell yourself now looking back, like of starting a business, you know, cause we all learn so much once we oh dive in, <laughs> once we dive in. <laughs> so yeah, what, how, what do you wish how, you would have known? <laughs> how much longer do we have on this episode? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we got a full bottle of champagne, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had unreasonably high expectations of myself at the very beginning. And I had no idea how much I didn't know. And so I would have loved to, I would love to be able to go back and tell myself, like, you have a lot to learn and don't put a strict time frame on that learning. Like dive in, you know, experiment, try things, but look at I'll look at failures as like experiments and you learn something and now you're going to try something new and you like, you don't need to set strict benchmarks Mm -hmm. of yourself and forget that you have to learn so much. And also like your energy is not the same every day. Right. (laughs) And honor, honor the cycle that's happening. Don't fight it, but like honor it and take it, find ways to like take advantage of it. Cause if I like three years ago, if I had started scheduling, you know, my time to be creative and time to think about new projects at at the right time, then I would have been able to get so much more done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's so true. I, I like when you said, you know, our energy levels are different. Um, and that is so true. Like leaning in when we're more have more energy to kind of tackle some more but then also you know giving ourselves some grace when our energy is lagging a little bit you know because I think again even now you know veteran entrepreneurs were like like feel like it should be like go 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 you know um but I think we can actually get a little bit more done if we understand those ebbs and flows in our seasons and our lives and our our energy levels (laughs) yes yes completely agree I love that. And I love too that you said benchmarks, especially for yourself, because I think as entrepreneurs, we we get ourselves twisted into our business. So if we don't hit our benchmarks in our business, we almost look at ourselves as, as a human. You know what I mean? We kind of hold it mm-hmm. against ourselves, though we're separate from our business. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I love that you pointed that out because that takes a little while to kind of like dissect ourselves and realize, you know, we're not failing. We're not behind. We're like, that didn't work. I'm not all my bit. Like I am not my business, you know? Yes. Yeah. And like, thank goodness, not everything works, but right. I would have like, I think I would have tried so much harder to continue doing things that I don't, didn't even enjoy doing. Yeah. If, if there was, you know, a little bit of a positive response from it, I probably would have kept pushing, but like, you know, I, I like I tried it. Nobody responded. Like I no zero cl- new clients or my zero anything. Then it's like, cool. I don't have to do that anymore. Right. And I didn't realize how much I disliked doing it until, you know, I stopped doing it. And so I think, um, yeah, now now looking back, I can be more grateful for what at the time I felt like 
is it a quote failure or like waste of, I wasted my time doing this. And it's like, no, you didn't. You learned. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so to grow your business, you know, we all have to kind of get out of our comfort zones, which we all love so much. Um, are, is there anything that comes to mind that you think of like that you, you know, put yourself outside of your comfort zone to help grow your business? What I have really tried to do as consistently as possible is um, attend events. So whether it's like a farmer's market or like a nonprofit festival, but any of those where, you know, like you have all the vendors set up with tables and Mm -hmm. you're just talking to a bunch of people as they walk by. Because I'm I'm pretty introverted and I don't necessarily want to put myself in that type of situation. <laughs> but it's such a good great way to meet new people. And I love talking to people about food. So like especially at farmers markets, I'm like, oh, what did you pick up? And oh, have you ever tried making this or that? And so once I'm there, like I have a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. But the the introverted part of me, um, feels as though it is a challenge. So I, I feel like I definitely put myself out of my comfort zone to do that. Um, and, and to do that consistently, not just like, oh yeah, one a year maybe, but right. Like yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a great idea. Cause I mean, I feel like too, the people that go to farmers markets are, you know, kind of looking fresh food, they're cooking, you know, they're not, not saying that they wouldn't ever go through a drive-thru ever. Cause we all do you know, whenever, but mm-hmm. you know, that that's like your people. Um, yeah, you know what right. would be fun is like, if you made like little like recipe postcards and like talk to some of the farmers of like, you know, there's like tomatoes were in season. You've had like tomato recipes that were on their tables. Cause that actually adds to their value too. Like that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great idea. Yeah. Like coordinating with them. Like, okay, what are you really trying to sell this week? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So my husband and I, we had an organic farm for seven (laughs) years. And so being able to like, anytime we didn't ever give recipes. um, But I think a few people kind of asked us, I I remember like at the booth, like, oh, how do you cook this? You know, some of them were kind of off the wall, like, um, Oh, kohlrabi and things like that. I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) I don't even know what that (laughs) vegetable is. (laughs) But so like anything like more, um, you know, like people get tons of tomatoes and then kind of run out of ideas. So I don't know. I would have loved to give something like that back then. Okay. Um, what is your, you know, we hear a lot about like, you know, food waste. And I think Mm -hmm. that's seems to be a lot. Um, so do you have ways that you reduce, you know, at, at home food waste? Yes, it is one of my, you know how like whenever you hear about things going on in the world, there are certain things that you just feel in like every fiber of your body of like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, food waste is one of those that like just really eeks me. So I, in starting this business, I knew that I wanted a huge part of it to address that and to help, you know, at this point, I don't have the scale to make you know, any huge sweeping changes at like the grocery store level or beyond. But with each of my clients, you know, I can help them as much as possible to be able to utilize everything that I bring them and that they have in their home. So um, I 
you know, from start looking at the meal planning process and first starting with, okay, what's going to go bad if we don't cook it this week? And let's make sure that we get that in our menu. Um, to after I deliver groceries, I send follow up recipes to my clients with the leftover ingredients that they're going to have. So, like, you know, I know what what proportion I bought them at the grocery store and what my recipe called for. So I can look and say like, okay, you're going to have about this much left. So here's another recipe that will use that up Um, that way. Right. Yeah. That way, you know, I feel like half the time it's that we completely forgot that that ingredient was in our fridge. And the other half of the time we look at it and we say, I have no idea what I'm going to do with this. So I want to at least help with that second half. So that it's like, well, here's an idea. Well, here's another idea. (laughs) and then. Um, I also love sharing with people, you know, different ways to kind of, um, I get, make that food go a little further, like whether you're going to make pickles, like if you want to pickle or make it like a kimchi, if you want to ferment stuff, um, you know, freeze stuff right away or dehydrating things like there, it is an extra step to preserving that food. But if you know from the get-go, I'm going to have extra of this, then a lot of times it's easier, Mm -hmm. you know, as you're cooking dinner, if on the side, you're also, you know, warming up a pickling brine or something like that, um, to just pour over those extra carrots and green beans. And that's like a really yummy snack. Mm -hmm. Um, so trying to, yeah, get ahead of kind of the food preservation part also. Yeah. I love that. Well, and I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, planning their meals ahead. So they're kind of already in that mindset, right? Like I'm kind of taking this on. I had, I know what I have. And while, like you just said, like while you're doing it, just kind of add on like a little added element to it, but doesn't sound like it's that much more and you get more right. food out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, do you know offhand how much like food waste is in around the world? I can't even imagine like how many pounds of food goes to waste. I don't know like the total poundage or anything like that, but the average American wastes about 30% of what they purchase in a oh year. Oh, my God. And I, I know. Groceries 30%. are so expensive. That's 30% going down. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then when you look at like every segment of the supply chain, there is waste in each of those segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we uh, can really control what we're doing at home. Right. Um, so that's what I focus everything on now. But Maybe one day I'll have a business big enough to where we can actually make an impact in like all the way up the supply chain. Yes. That is dreams. That is dreams and goals for the future. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, you've got to have them, you know, right? Right. Working right. towards something. Oh, that's amazing. And I, yeah, I can't wait to watch your journey to that. Um, that's great. Okay. We're to your five favorites. Um, what is your favorite book? Uh, okay. So... It can it's be anything. too hard to pick just one. So fiction, <laughs> I would say like the Harry Potter series, mm. especially Goblet of Fire. That was like very um, much my childhood was when all those books were coming out. So it's there's like nostalgia. It's just, yeah. Um, and then nonfiction, I read a book a few months ago called Stories That Stick. And I mm. thought that that was a really great book. It's one where I was like, you know, I might read this like once a year or so to, to really remind myself how important storytelling is. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I've never even heard of that. <clears throat> but it, I mean, it's so true. I mean, as humans, we connect with stories, you know, we can see ourselves in them, what's going to happen, all that. Right. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to check that yeah. out. 
because we have a little we have a little book club um, based on books that are recommended on the podcast. So that one sounds super fun. Thanks. Um, okay, what is your favorite drink? It could be again anything. I um, because I'm drinking wine right now. I want to say wine, but it yes. is a toss up between like wine and rye whiskey. I really like rye. Also. Wow. Okay. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I don't know much about whiskey. Like, I, so what makes rye? Well, I guess you, they use the grain rye in that whiskey as opposed to just what other grain they use in whiskey. Yeah. So, <laughs> malted off barley. Here. <laughs> yeah. Malted barley is kind of like the typical whiskey. And then bourbon uses corn along with malted barley and then yeah rye uses rye along with malted barley and so it gives it a lot of them have a little bit of like a space spicy as in like kind of like baking spices spicy note to it Hmm, interesting and do you drink it like clean or with things or yeah just neat maybe like one little ice cube nice that's awesome yeah um what is your favorite thing to do to relax Pretty much anything in nature. Uh, I, I mentioned before, I do love to garden. And then I also just love getting out, being able to hike as much as possible or like go on a picnic or just anything that's, you know, kind of like toes or hands in the in the soil. Yeah. Well, and you live in such a beautiful area. Are you from Colorado? I moved here 11 years ago for college. Um, so I grew up in Southern Indiana. Um, oh, cool. So yes, the landscape here in Colorado is is definitely more my style. <laughs> <laughs> you don't miss the cornfields? No, no. But it's it's really nice going back to visit my parents because yeah. they do have more of an appreciation for the like rolling hills mm-hmm. um, and everything now. Yeah. Yeah. My mom is from Illinois. So that's like... I'm- we drove through yep. the middle. So it was, and it's cool. Like the people are so amazing and it is like, yes. such a cool area. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, then there's nothing like the peaks of Colorado though, you know, know. So, yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, what's your favorite thing to watch? Uh, it's football season. So I, I, I'm going to have to say football or like the Olympics. Um, I also love tennis, but like just athletes, you know, doing their best. Mm-hmm. Uh, same. I love it. Like, I, yeah. you know, like you said, football just started and I put on like the Texas Alabama game last week. And my husband was like, we didn't go to either of those schools. So I was like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> and just like the sound of whistles in the background. It's fall. I mean, what, like, that's like the soundtrack from here yes. until December. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and Alabama lost by the way, which is amazing. So, um, <laughs> and where is your favorite place to travel to? Um, I really just love going deeper into the mountains in Colorado. So whether that's, I mean, Evergreen isn't that far away. So that's like a nice, easy, you know, middle of the day sort of thing. But like Crested Butte, mm-hmm. Ride, Steamboat, just anywhere that you really feel detached um, and just surrounded by mountains and especially like in the spring, early summer with the wildflowers and then the changing aspen leaves and fall. Just, I just love the perspective that it gives. Yeah. Oh, I love that. We have uh, my, my husband's like best friend from middle school lives in Salida. Do you oh, know yeah. where that is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've been there a few times and yeah, like you said, kind of it's pretty isolated. So just being there with all the mountains around you is just, it's, quite a feeling like like it's I'm around mountains here in Oregon but not like in Colorado it's a whole different vibe 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But then Oregon, I don't know. I always feel like like Oregon brings like very artistic and like creative energy to me. Mm-hmm. I know. It's a really cool place too. Yeah. Yeah. We love it up here. Um, same kind of thing. We're from the flatlands. So coming up here to mountains was amazing. But, oh, yay. Well, what is your website, social media, or where can everybody find you and connect with you more? Yeah. So my website is chefitllc.com. So that's spelled C-H-E-S-A-T-E-L-L-C.com. And then I'm Chefit LLC on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and YouTube. Uh, there are some old videos, so please don't judge, but it's something that I, <laughs> I want to put some more time and um, into. Um, but yeah, Instagram is probably the place where I'm the most active. Um, I try to share you know, little tips and some cooking advice, like bites of cooking advice um, for people to be able to take what they're already doing at home, but then either do it more confidently or maybe try a little something new for, for the first time um, and have fun with it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I was looking at your Instagram earlier. So um, okay. that is definitely a fun place. And I started following you. So I can't wait to get some tips. Um, so yeah, this has been great. Um, thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing knowledge and just hanging out with me today. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you. And thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to this week's Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and you're ready to master your marketing and grow your business, I'd love to help you. Head to nb.marketing services to learn more.